Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful people at Zen Sports. Make sure you download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager at Zen Sports. And TrueMath Fitness, the best place to work out for the best version of you, TrueMathFitness.com. For your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident, no workout ever recycled or repeated, TrueMath Fitness has you covered. Uh, Kenneth Davidson says, are you going to the Combine? Yes, I will be at the Combine. Uh, I'm always at the Combine. Uh, so, uh, by the way, speaking of Combine, we will have both Brian Callahan and Rand Carthon on the radio show live from the Combine on Tuesday. Both of those gentlemen will be in the 10 a.m. Central Time hour on the Tuesday radio show. They'll sit down with me. We'll have a great time. Uh, i got a lot of questions for both of them, by the way. If you guys want me to ask a question on behalf of you, the best questions uh, that I get on my Instagram DMs, I'll probably pick two uh, from the Instagram DMs that you want asked of your head coach and your general manager, and uh, we'll read your Instagram handle on the air, and we'll say that the question comes from you. Um, so that'll be fun. Make sure you send those to me at Buck Rising on Instagram. Either way, let's go ahead and talk a little tea. Not the uh, typical tea that we're associated with, the TMZ level of tea, although there is a little bit of TMZ to this tea. So we all expected T. Higgins, the Bengals wide receiver, to be, uh, to be tagged. And that is, in fact, the case. He was the first player tagged over the weekend with the franchise tag. And there is precious little chance um, that they are going to tag and trade him, although that still remains the situation. Now, the question becomes if Cincinnati tries to sign him to a long-term deal or if they move him elsewhere. Uh, basically, the reporting around it right now is if the team doesn't feel that they can get him to agree to a long-term deal, they could get some decent draft capital if they try to shop him, which, of course, Titans fans have expressed a level of, eh, I'll take him in free agency but not be a trade because you don't want to give up both money because if you trade for him, you're going to have to pay him. And draft capital to get him, given that you don't have a third-round pick. You have a first and a second, but not a third because of the Will Levis trade. So that further complicates the situation, at least on the Titans' end of things. Whomever else may trade for T. Higgins, uh, we'll see what kind of market develops. And Combine will obviously be a big discussion point for that because all the agents, all the coaches. Uh, actually, I think Mike McCarthy is the only coach not going to the Combine, the scouting Combine this year, the Cowboys coach. But either way representatives for uh, the Bengals, representatives for the agents of T. Higgins uh, will be in Indianapolis. And technically, even though we're not all, none of us are supposed to be negotiating over any of these things just yet. Uh, of course, we know that tampering starts well in advance of the legal tampering period, which is not that far away. As a matter of fact, new league year just around the corner. So with this situation, all right, what is the viability of a tag and trade? Well, we can talk about that here. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, what is the percentage chance that the Tennessee Titans tag and trade, or rather trade for the tagged T. Higgins? We'll discuss it at length together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, the Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Uh, they have you covered, absolutely. So, uh, a couple of comments here. MB says, I don't want him, period, of T. Higgins. He'll be overpriced, and he's not a number one wide receiver. I agree. Um, yeah, overpriced, whatever. He's not overpriced. He's he's properly priced. 
based on what the market uh, will yield for T. Higgins. None of these guys are overpriced. No, it's just it's what they're worth. That's the going rate for a wide receiver or for a tackle or for a center or for a quarterback, whatever. None of these dudes are overpriced. They are getting paid or they will earn their proper market value. Um, so whether you consider them to be overpriced or not is a different matter of discussion. Maybe for about 14, 15 million per, you're not getting shit for 14 million, uh, 14, 15 million per. Hell, you know, to be honest, we haven't talked since the salary cap went up $30 million year over year. Your, which I think a lot of, and a lot of people, I'm not saying that all of you uh, got this mixed up, um, but just because the salary cap went up 30 million and the Titans available cap space went from 68 and change to about 76 does not mean that you have more money to spend. It just means that the players get more expensive. So uh, while Hollywood Brown, for example, who is going to be a free agent wide receiver, has been somebody who's been not necessarily linked to the Titans, but a couple of different places projected him as a place that made sense uh, or that as the Titans for a place that made sense for Hollywood Brown. The spot track valuation on Hollywood Brown, and again, it's just a, it's just basically a Zillow estimate. It's not, not nothing concrete. Was fourteen and a half million per year on Hollywood Brown. That was pre-salary cap going up thirty mil. Somebody like Hollywood Brown, who many of you don't think much of at all, and who's coming off a career worst year, is probably going to be a twenty million dollar a year player. Um, the salary cap doesn't really the, the the teams that it helps the most are the teams who were in cap hell before the salary cap went up. The teams that it helps the least are actually the teams that had the most salary cap space, like the Titans. This really doesn't help the Titans that much because what it what it does is it brings more bidders into the marketplace because now Buffalo and New Orleans and uh, who else uh, was in a was in a bad cap situation or or a less than ideal cap situation? A couple of teams at the bottom of that list, all of a sudden they got thirty million extra dollars to play with. They basically get fifteen million extra dollars more than they expected, which is a whole contract for a solid player, like an above average player. So, you know, Tyler Boyd, uh, yesterday's price was not today's price. Gabe Davis, yesterday's price was not today's price. Hollywood Brown, T. Higgins. All these guys, this doesn't actually help you. This makes it harder for you to bid. Um, Royal Wright says, what about Jennings? I assume you're talking about Jawan. Jawan is a, a restricted free agent. He's not a U UDFA. Excuse me. He's not a UFA. He is somebody who the Niners will get first crack at, and they're expected to make a tender offer for Jawan Jennings. So we'll, uh, if they don't, you know, we'll, we'll monitor the situation and we'll see what comes of it. But I would expect the 49ers to keep Jawan Jennings, given that he is that is going to be a really, really cost-effective option uh, for San Francisco, given that he's not going to be out there to like drive up uh, a price on the open market. It's um, we'll see. They, I mean, uh, they they may not keep him though. I, I think that depends on like the Brandon Ayuk stuff. We'll we'll see what happens with that in the uh, in the coming weeks as well. Uh, I think the cap going up was slanted towards the Chiefs staying up to build a dynasty. They were they were slash are in cap hell too. No, that was this year. This was here's the thing about the Chiefs. Okay, this was the year that they were in cap hell. This was the best chance to take a hatchet to them, and he overcame it anyway. Patrick Mahomes. Um, so uh, they their cap situation. I'll pull up over the. I think I have over the cap on one of these godforsaken tabs in front of me. Uh, here in just a second. So let's see, excuse me. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Now, the chiefs are not in cap hell at all. They've got 27.6 million dollars. And this is, you know, this is after 
uh, the cap went up about $15 million, more than everybody was expecting. Everybody was projecting around 250, uh, excuse me, 245, maybe between 242 and 245. It went to 255.4, which gives everybody a huge boost. Um, so the Chiefs were middle of the pack salary cap wise anyway, but now they have 27, they have $28 million basically to spend. So it becomes much easier to keep Chris Jones. That's why I said last year was your best shot at the Chiefs because last year they were actually in cap hell. It's why Marquez Valdez Scantling was their starting wide receiver, why they didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. Now they can go out there and get Mike Evans if they want to, based on the salary cap situation. Um, uh, and they they were going to be in a solid cap spot anyway. Their defense is super cheap, super affordable. Other than Chris Jones, it's pretty young. It's pretty cost-effective. Uh, it's very viable. It's one of the biggest reasons that they were in the Super Bowl. So everybody's best shot at the Chiefs uh, did not exactly come to pass. Uh, aren't the Bills still $41 million in the red, says Greg Galvin? Uh, no. Buffalo, actually, yes, Buffalo is still $41 million. Uh, $41.7 million in the red. Uh, Saints, Dolphins, Chargers, Broncos, Cowboys, Browns, all dealing with negative cap space. Um, even after the huge influx of money that this provided. So Buffalo is actually the, the team in, in cap hell. They are in the cap basement. Uh, and they will have a difficult situation to try and figure out because their best shot at the Chiefs. They've just squandered that window, excuse me, as I throw my mic, uh, my mic pack everywhere. But for the purposes of the Titans, what is the percentage chance that they will trade for a tagged T. Higgins? Uh, here is Jamar Chase and T. Higgins at the Super Bowl discussing amongst themselves the two, you know, what makes them great as players or asked Jamar Chase what makes T. Higgins great as a player. And this is what Jamar Chase had to say of his still team, teammate, and colleague. Uh, for me, you know, he, he got a crazy high point. You know what I'm saying? His high point. And, nah, I'm lying. I need I need the way he break down on routes. That's what I need. He's so tall, bro. He's snapping down on routes. It's crazy. So that's what I need from him. For me, uh, you know, I'd rather – I'll take the, the, uh, the run after catch. You know what I'm saying? I, I need that. I put that in my bag. I'm going to be dangerous out here. <laughs> I'll say probably have to go with the uh, the Browns DB10. You know, uh, they, they 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 play us pretty good, and yeah. So I'm gonna say them. I agree. I ain't gonna give too much credit, but I agree. Deion Sanders, I want that line up. Come come see me, Prime. <laughs> I, I, next question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> So that's T. Higgins and Jamar Chase uh, complimenting each other, trying not to compliment the Browns. Um, what percentage chance do you give the Titans of landing T. Higgins via a trade now that he has been tagged? We will talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Zen Sports. They're the best sports betting app out there. They are here to let you in on the action with the promo code ATOZTN. Get up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager. And even better still, Zen Sports has the best same-game parlay offers out there. When you sign up for Zen Sports, you'll automatically earn up to $1,000 on that no-danger first wager. And they offer you 10 boosted same-game parlays for NBA and NHL every single day. That's 10 bets, each with a 10% boost so you can bet every single one of them. 
Zen Sports is the best. Zensports.com slash VIP if you feel like your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP consideration. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions do apply. No danger first wager limited to plus 500 odds to qualify. Boosted odds are derived from equivalent parlay bets offered in Tennessee. Must be 21 and up in Tennessee to bet, courtesy of Zen Sports. So what percentage chance would you put on the now tagged trade for T Higgins? Uh, zero says Brian Badil. Well, there's never a 0% chance of anything. There's never, and I've, I've learned this in my life. Sure as hell. You guys have seen me learn this lesson in real life. There is never a 0% chance of anything or never a hundred percent chance of anything. There is always a chance that this happens, which is why MB says correctly, uh, point zero, 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 one. Titans aren't trading draft picks. Uh, Benjamin Cody is much more optimistic. He says 25%. I think that's way too high, Benjamin, but that's just my personal opinion. Derek says five. William one. Brian Speedy, way through the roof, 35%. I think you're nuts. Uh, Ken Caniff says 5%. Chris Frazier uh, pointing out that there are plenty of other wide receivers out there. And that is correct. There are wide receivers aplenty. Um, the tag... T. Higgins, here's the here's the problem, right? Here's what further complicates it. And I don't know that they would do this deal even if they had uh, a third-round pick from the Levis trade that they currently do not. A first and a second-round pick or a first, a first or a second-round pick for a player like T. Higgins, you can't, even as I think that draft picks matter way less than people actually value them, and the proven commodity players are far more important. It's not, or are far more viable. The thing about the viability of draft picks is that you have to hit on them for the purposes of your salary cap. Um, your salary cap is a mess because you keep having to pay for the mistakes of missed opportunities on draft picks. Pay to make up for the fact that you don't have cost-effective rookies that are worth keeping around both. So let's, let's go through this. The 2020 class, which includes Christian Fulton um, and Christian Fulton, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not ruling out him coming back under a different coaching staff. I think that's pretty viable as a matter of fact, the more that I talk to people and we'll see what the vibe is up at the combine, because certainly those discussions will be have, will be, ha- will be had as well. Um, but you know, when Christian Fulton's contract expires on March the 13th, the entire 2020 Titans draft class will no longer be on the roster, which is crazy because that's three years ago uh, or four years ago. The 2021 draft class, Caleb Farley, Dylan Radens, uh, all the slop that's associated with that. Those guys certainly aren't acquitting themselves very well. 2022 is not looking so hot. Um, Chig is, you know, meh, is, is about as complimentary as I can be of Chigakonkwo right now. Um, I know people are still, you know, optimistic about Chig, and that's fine. You are entitled to optimism. Certainly, Chig turned it on uh, much better in the second half of the season, as he, uh, and really not even the second half of the season, it was like the, the final quarter of this past season. Um, but certainly, Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips aren't worth anything right now. NPF uh, is not um, good. <laughs> NPF is not a good uh, player at this point. We'll see if Bill Callahan can, can do something more with him. The uh, the situation for the Titans is that you continue to not only not have cost-effective rookies to supplement the talent on your roster, but then you have to pay to go out and find these guys and fill the positions that 
uh, Traylon isn't making uh, do with, or NPF isn't making do with, or Isaiah Wilson isn't making do with, or Caleb Farley isn't making do with, right? There's no need for Sean Murphy bunting if Caleb Farley works out. And obviously that's not been the case. Uh, I think that uh, I think that what you see, uh, Eric White says, I beg to differ on Kyle Phillips. What has Kyle Phillips done at all? At all, other than drop punts. He's led the he's led the Titans in receiving like three times. Sick. <laughs> you know, like I um and and I it's entirely possible that he stays healthy uh and he has a great season. And the same can be said of Traylon Burks. But like to date, there is nothing to uh there is nothing to acquit Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips has not been a plus for the Tennessee Titans roster. Kyle Phillips has been uh, a body on the Tennessee Titans roster and barely that because at, at a certain while, if he can't play special teams on the previous coaching staff, he wasn't going to get on the field. And I know you guys can shit talk Mike Rabel and Tim Kelly for that, but also Kyle Phillips, don't drop the damn ball and you'll be active for games. So I, uh, I don't, I don't know how you, I mean, it is, it is laughable that anybody would come in here and said, I said, beg to differ on Kyle Phillips, beg to differ on what brother, there is nothing out there that Kyle Phillips is Kyle Phillips maybe could have helped you win the Giants game in 2022 that you lost. All right. Love that for you. I'm very happy for you and your Kyle Phillips standing. Now, like I said, new coaching staff, maybe he stays healthy this year. Maybe Traylon Burke stays healthy. Healthy. Maybe the Titans win the Super Bowl. Maybe doesn't mean anything. What you've done um, to this point is what we are going to evaluate you on. And what they've done, the two of them here together, is collectively damn near nothing. Traylon Burks had under 300 yards receiving last year, right? That's that that's enough to make you physically ill if you were a Titans fan. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're going to draft a wide receiver. They're going to – hopefully they don't wait till the seventh round to draft a wide receiver. They're going to draft a wide receiver. They're probably going to get a wide receiver in free agency. They're probably going to do both because right now the wide receiver course sucks. Outside of DeAndre Hopkins, he's the only uh, bankable commodity that you have. And the rest of them are either expiring contracts like NWI and Chris Moore. We'll see what happens with them. Or uh, Mason Kinsey and Kiaris Jackson, who also have collectively done nothing for this roster. Uh, so the percentage chance of T. Higgins, you know, I mean, I, it would be hard for me to put it at, at higher than a 5% chance. I, I am with most of you. Uh, where you look at it and say it's just the draft capital without the third round pick, and I don't even know that Cincinnati would take a third round pick for T. Higgins. He certainly, I wouldn't trade a first for him. I wouldn't trade a second for him. So I'm with you on that. With the Titans, could they trade back? Could they garner more draft capital? Could they make a move as a result? Yeah, sure. Which is why I don't go zero uh, percent chance on any of this stuff. But I, I think a five percent chance feels pretty fair. It's not very likely. The viability of it doesn't make sense. But uh, you always keep an eye on these things, and we'll see uh, how much further any of this uh, plays out. Uh, MB says, I don't really judge any of the wide receivers so far. If they didn't play like fullbacks, they were uh, barely on the field. Yeah, but that's enough for me to – I'm pretty comfortable. I mean, listen, you're entitled to your own opinion on this, but I'm very comfortable judging both Traylon Burks and Cal Phillips for contributing next to nothing to the roster in the two years that they have been on the roster. Um, so we'll move on from there. Uh, Wideout Woes, how would you address the wide receiver problem if T. Higgins is not going to be the solution? Would you draft? Would you pay? Uh, would you do both? All of the options are on the table. We'll talk about it together. You could trade for another player in this hypothetical situation if you want. You can fantasy football this thing 
if you feel the need to. You give me your answer to how you would fix the Titans wide receiver rows while I will tell you about the great people who make the primetime show possible, TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMavFitness.com where your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident. No workout is ever recycled or repeated at TrueMav. They are there to help you. They will go above and beyond to help you achieve your fitness goals. I'm very grateful for the help that TrueMav Fitness and their staff, their awesome coaching staff, have helped me with. I am partial to personal training, but they have group fitness classes, which are also a lot of fun. I've taken those. Uh, or just to go work out as you please if, with uh, one of their memberships at TrueMathFitness.com in their open gym, conveniently located in downtown Nashville in the Gulch. TrueMath Fitness for more information. Uh, okay. Boyd and a wide receiver pick is how Theody would solve the wide receiver issue. Uh, draft A.D. Mitchell in the second round for Derek. Sign Hollywood in free agency. I would pay for the offensive line, which immediately sounds like a terrible decision. Don't, 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 unless it's a center. Uh, I'm 100% on board with you spending on a center. If you try to pay for another left tackle, uh, I'm going to laugh at you when uh, it's not, I don't think anything could have gone as bad as the Andre Dillard uh, situation is. Uh, But you don't, don't, do not, I'm just going to flatly say, do not pay a tackle in free agency. Um, Unless he's your tackle that you are paying to retain because he's good enough to retain do do not spend on a tackle in free agency ones that are worth a damn are not on the open market centers though um are going to be an interesting discussion and i i like the idea of a veteran center with will levis you could theorize you could you know you could talk about the oregon center for example who's just a brick shithouse i mean uh uh jackson is it jackson I'm blanking. It's a hyphenated last name. I'm blanking on the last name. I'm going to have to memorize all these things before I drive up to Indianapolis tomorrow for the combine. Uh, all the different, all the new name, well, not new names, but all the various names of various offensive linemen that the Titans may or may not draft. But uh, Jackson Powers Johnson is going to drive me crazy. Anyway, uh, the dude who uh, 330 pounds, Oregon Center monster, uh, just a just an absolute uh, front end loader. You could draft a center to grow and develop with Will Levis, but Consider this, if you do that, for example, and you somehow get into a left tackle, maybe you draft the left tackle first, you draft the second, the center later, maybe you draft the left tackle in the second round, maybe you, maybe uh, the, the Oregon center, uh, Powers Johnson is who you pick in the first round. Well, I don't think they would pick at seven, but we'll see. Uh, if you have that much youth on the left side of your line, you're talking about a rookie left tackle, you're talking about a second year guard, and you're talking about a rookie center. Don't love the idea of that. I would rather you have some stability uh, at the most important position on the offensive line. I know many of you are going to say it's left tackle. It's actually center. Center uh, is, I mean, you could argue that center is the most important position on a football team, given how much they are involved with the operation of the offense and how much they can help, for example, a growing uh, young second-year quarterback who could use all the help that he can get at this point. Uh, Eric White says we've got Brunskill too. Uh, Brunskill's a good back, is a solid backup option. Solid backup option. I'm not going to say he's good, um, because if he was good, he'd start, but Brunskill is a, is decent depth. Um, but no, I, not, not if you're talking about a center. No, God, no. Oh, oh, no. You, you think you hate Aaron Brewer now. And I know that Brunskill is physically bigger than Aaron Brewer, but I, I don't want you to, to, I don't want you to move on from Brewer to start Brunskill at center. That would be disgusting. Do not do that. So looking at a couple of different options on the table, wide out woes, how would you address it? 
Well, we talked a lot about uh, wide receivers on this week's episode of the Install Podcast with Greg Cosell. This clip specifically about Malik Neighbors, the one of two LSU wide receivers coming out this year. However, you would stack the Malik Neighbors, the LSU wide receiver, LSU a couple of wide receivers coming out uh, this year. Six foot, 200 is what they have him listed at on the official website for the Tigers. 89 receptions, just north of 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns on the year. Uh, Greg, if, if we start to get around the seventh overall pick, and I know the Titans need offensive line help, but I love the idea of Malik Neighbors. Uh, in two-tone blue. What did you like from the tape? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, a lot of people, as you know, Buck, I'm not a list guy, but people always ask me that. He would be my number two if I had to make a list. Okay. I Again, another guy who I watched all his targets from both 2022 and 2023, and I, I really like Malik Neighbors. I mean, number one, he can play outside and in the slot. A ton of experience, both, you know, in both areas. Um, I think he's got a complete receiver skill set. I mean, you know, you wouldn't say that he's purely explosive. And I think that um, he needs to to be a little more refined in his route running. At, at times, I felt like he relied exclusively on his physical ability to to, to beat press and run routes. And, um, you know, needs a little more refined and subtle technique to manipulate corners. But that can be taught. But I, I really like this kid. I mean, he he's he's really competitive he's physical there were times uh with his run after catch presence and aggressiveness and physicality i thought of debo samuel um uh you know he worked all three levels of the defense um he's he did show some body leans some feints you know things that he needs to continue to get better at but it was there in, in his body um and i thought one of the things that's often overlooked and and I had a great conversation, a number of great conversations with the former Bengals and Ravens receiver TJ Hushmanzada about this. And, and he brought this to my attention. And as soon as he said it, it was, you know, a light bulb went off in my head. And neighbors, what he can do is he has the ability to stop on a dime. When you're a receiver and a corner for that matter, you need the ability to stop. Very often, guys who are burners and, and neighbors doesn't fall into the burner category but very often you know the four three guys those guys they struggle to stop they're very fast in a straight line and they can run away from people but they struggle to stop and neighbors was a master at being able to stop and and that's a very overlooked trait for a route runner certainly so that's uh, courtesy of last week's episode of The Install. Greg is going to be up at the Combine with me. We're going to do The Install live on the radio show. we got a really cool announcement coming on. we got a bunch of cool shit this week on the radio show, not just because we're at the Combine and, and Indy's great and uh, we're going to have great information and great guests and all kinds of uh, our friends hanging out around us uh, and doing the radio show with us, including, by the way, Brian Callahan and Rand Carthon, just a reminder, on Tuesday uh, in the 10 o'clock hour, both GM and head coach will be on the radio show. I'm sure I'm going to repeat that over and over again. You guys are going to get sick of that, but just don't forget. and uh, You won't miss out. Um, but, Greg, talking about wide receivers there, I'm very much in the camp of first-round offensive linemen. I'm very... Uh, I'm very much in the camp of fixing the offensive line first and foremost before you do anything, though you have to wait until free agency uh, to do the draft stuff. So your solutions on the offensive line are not going to be done until the draft process is completed. But I would say that 
it's not impossible. And I kind of think that you should keep an open mind about it because maybe they don't grade the tackles the way that you think the tackles should be graded. And if one of them goes and the other one's sitting there at seven and they look around and be like, yeah, not for the seventh overall pick. And they do what Rand Carthon did last year, which remember the the phrase that drove all of us, including me, crazy, roll the dice and play the board. Well, if they roll the dice and play the board and and Fashanu or Altu or whoever's sitting there at seven isn't the guy, then okay. I just think, I just think that you should keep your, uh, I just think that you should keep your mind open on the situation. It is almost assuredly going to be an offensive lineman, but on the off chance that it's not, there are wide receiver options that can legitimately help you. Though, if you can't keep your quarterback up right, then your wide receiver options can't help you. Unless you're Joe Burrow and your quarterback is not Joe Burrow. Um, maybe he ends up being good, but right now he's not He's not Joe Burrow. He's not even C.J. Stroud. So he's got to substantially improve and the talent around him has to improve for him to make a meaningful leap in 2022. 2024, rather. I'm behind. All right. Uh, So we'll wrap things up with a Sunday fun day and let you guys enjoy what remains of your weekend. Um, MB says it correctly. All of us need to keep our minds open. We have no idea what they're going to do. It's true. You have no idea what the draft board is going to look like, right? There's six picks that happen. You don't know when the quarterbacks are going to go. You don't know when the wide receiver run is going to start. And there's uh, there's a lot of different stuff that can't be predicted here. And also, you will have some needs addressed by the time we get to the draft. Free agency always comes first. So... That's where we're uh, that's where we're at at this point. Kenneth Davidson says Bird has uh, or excuse me, Burrow has been hurt how many years? Um, well, he tore his ACL in his rookie year, and yeah, he had the calf thing this year, and then the the calf and the thumb thing this year. So he's had a couple injuries, but not like I mean, he's been hurt as much as any other quarterback, right? Mahomes doesn't get hurt because Mahomes doesn't get touched. Um, but it's not like he's been any healthier than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's missed some time in the last couple of years, not this past year, but uh, before that it missed time. That's why Tyler Huntley made a Pro Bowl. So, you know, you, you work through these things. You just don't want to Andrew Luck him, right, where you coast off his talent for a period of time, you skimp on the offensive line, and then he looks around and either his body is broken to the point where Luck didn't want to play anymore, or the body just breaks and he's not a functional quarterback anymore. Those are all things that you have to keep in mind on. Uh, all right, so Sunday Funday. What's the? Uh, I don't know if it's the best thing that I saw on the internet this weekend, but it may it might be given Cam Newton just absolutely kicked the ass of seven different small human beings. Uh, well, they're small and everybody's small compared to Cam. Cam's one of the few human beings that I've been around in my life that just legitimately shocks me uh, because of his size, especially for a quarterback. But what was the best thing that you saw on this Sunday? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible. Buy the best in the business, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com. Get your dream address without the stress. Don't miss out on the Intel Edge that the Ashton team can provide to you. GaryAshton.com for more information. Uh, The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, who I think are playing later tonight. Um, If they're not already playing, I don't know. Preds, Preds won... Preds won at some point this weekend. They put four goals. Oh, they started an hour ago. Okay, that's my bad. Either way, let's keep it moving. Who, uh, what was the best thing that you saw on the internet this weekend? What was the best thing that you saw on this Sunday? Best thing that I saw is Cam Newton engaged in a fight where seven different individuals try to take him down, and they can't even get Cam Newton off his feet because Cam Newton is a monster. 
So that is uh, apparently, now I'm not familiar with all the details on who these people are and why Cam Newton is engaged in, uh, we won't quite call it combat, Um, but uh, he's manhandling a bunch of people who look like small children around him, except they're grown ass men because Cam Newton is a giant. Um, It's at Atlanta school where this is going down. TMZ had the video first. Uh, So he's right in the middle of this. Uh, what Jack Del Rio would call a dust-up. It's at the Best B-E-S-T Academy, 6 through 12 in Atlanta. Uh, doesn't seem to be a ton of context about what started the fight or who said what to who, uh, but it's basically a seven-on-seven league that plays tournaments all around the country, and Cam was there uh, in Atlanta. Cam, you know, gets into this skirmish with them, and they can't even they can't even get Cam basically off balance. They are fling, They are hanging off of him like small children off a grown adult. Uh, Eric says, Cam Newton probably running his mouth like always. You know what? He can because he's a giant, overwhelming, former NFL MVP, and these are mere mortals. Cam Newton can run his mouth. Cam Newton deserves to run his mouth. Cam Newton is one of the, uh, if anybody was, if anybody in the world was qualified to talk shit to another human being about whatever, it's Cam Newton. <laughs> It is one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. It it truly, Cam, is one of the people, um, is one of the people who, like Derrick Henry, you're just overwhelmed by them being a different species than you are. Like, I'm six foot two, okay? I'm six foot two. This morning, I was a little over 200 pounds, 208, all right? And I could used to, used to, uh, I could use a, uh, um, couple I could drop a couple of pounds anyway 62208 okay I'm not a small human being I'm an above average size human being Cam Newton makes me feel like a toddler uh when he was here a couple of years ago for joint training camp practices it is uh it's just it's spectacular it's like a science experiment it's like Derrick Henry and he's got you know like three or four inches on Derrick right he's unbelievable um Eric seems hurt. Yeah, well, Eric's clearly butt hurt because apparently, you know, he doesn't like personality with his quarterbacks. He says, I don't care. He's a giant. He's a prick. Needs his ass kicked. Yeah, but if you could, uh, you'd do it. And you can't because you're just a small little tiny boy next to Cam Newton. And small little tiny boys who are upset about Cam Newton having a big personality and loud hats and colorful out- outfits and ascots and things like that. So Eric is apparently one of these small little tiny boys who's upset with, uh, with Cam Newton and his personality. And that's okay, Widow Eric. That's okay. You're going to be okay. You don't have to be butthurt. You don't have to be jealous for the former NFL MVP. And you can try and swing on him if you want to, but your small little tiny boy T-Rex arms can't reach him because he's six foot six and 250 pounds. It's okay, small little tiny boy. It's okay. You're going to be okay, Whittle Eric. <laughs> Eric's had a tough time tonight. It's all right. You'll watch the tape. You'll improve. You'll get better. Uh, but it was one of the most ridiculous things that I saw on the internet this weekend. Uh, shout out to Cam Newton for being bigger and better than everybody else who hates on him. We love to see it. 
All right, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the Primetime Show. We appreciate you guys spending your time here with us. Radio show is going to be in town tomorrow. Then I'm hitting the road. I'll be up in Indianapolis. Uh, We'll have a great time with the Combine coverage. I'll be up there for – we'll do the Primetime Show up there. We'll do the radio show up there. I'm coming back on Thursday night, so we'll have a decent week of Combine coverage before – before we head back and uh, start talking about free agency and all the other exciting things about what it is going to be for them to put this thing back together and try and make it a functioning football team again. Have a great rest of your evening, uh, and I appreciate you guys, as always, here on the Primetime Show. See you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone.